Welcome to the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. We are your hosts, Michael and Lauren Falk. We are physical therapists, athletic trainers, and strength and conditioning coaches at Kinetic Sports Medicine and Performance. We will be talking all things related to athletic performance for Milwaukee area athletes. Sports medicine, performance training, sports nutrition, recovery, and sports coaching. There's a lot of misinformation and myths surrounding athletic performance and injuries. This podcast is designed to bring current, factual, and evidence-based information to Milwaukee area athletes. Welcome to the Milwaukee Sports Medicine and Performance Podcast. I'm Michael Falk, and I'm joined today by Lauren Falk for our first episode. With this being our first episode, we wanted to introduce ourselves let you learn a little bit more about us, and then talk about why we started this podcast and what you can expect from it going forward. So I'm going to let Lauren start by introducing herself. Hi, everyone. Really excited to get this started. So like Michael said, we're just going to share a little bit about ourselves and what got us to where we are today. So taking it back, um, you know, I was a three-sport athlete in high school, um, field hockey, soccer, and basketball. And during that time, I really loved the concept of medicine, but I was terrible at chemistry. So I figured med school might be a little bit of a struggle. You know, and during that time, being an athlete, you pick up some injuries, things like that. I learned a lot about myself and my body during that time, you know, taping your own ankles, things like that. And to me, like sports medicine just made sense. It was very practical medicine. And then on top of that, not only did it make sense to me, it was more logical, but it also like helped me use my competitive drive to not only make myself better when I was caring for myself, but the same when I was caring for others. After high school, I went to DePaul University. That's with the W in Greencastle, Indiana. It's a small D3 school where I did my my undergrad in kinesiology and did my um, studies as an athletic training student. I then went on to do my master's at the University of Louisville where I was a graduate assistant, um, where I was an athletic trainer for the men's and women's cross country and track and field team. So that's like 75 athletes all to myself, fresh out of the gates. Following that, I went on to work at Marquette University where I was the athletic trainer for men's soccer, I also had other assignments with things like men's and women's tennis, cheer. I helped with some cross country and track as well as some other rehabs. During my time there, it really fueled my passion for understanding rehabilitation and exercise and how it actually could help potentially prevent injury as well as aid performance. So as I kind of continued further down that rabbit hole with my continuing education and things like that, I then went on to go get my doctorate in physical therapy at Marquette where I wanted to expand my knowledge, expand my practice act, and try to bring those things that I knew to be true to the athletes that I treated every day to now bring them to my patients that I care for on a regular basis. So if you meet me, I think the one thing people tell you is that I'm really passionate about what I do and really enjoy doing this every day. Michael, how about you? Yeah, so I was a super average athlete in high school um, and I got hurt a lot. But during that time and through that process, I got very interested by um, what I could be doing in the weight room to try to make me a better athlete, um, both on the field and as I was rehabilitating from these injuries. So that's where it really started for me. Um, I decided to go to Marquette University in Milwaukee. Um, I got my undergrad in athletic training. And during my four years there, I I had an opportunity to intern um, with the Green Bay Packers on their medical staff uh, during training camp in the summers. 
once I finished with that, I was actually invited to come back and spend two seasons there um, as a season-long intern with the Packers um, during the 2012-13 and then 13-14 seasons. Um, and that experience really kind of let me know that I was on the right track and really enjoyed working with athletes on a day-in and day-out basis. Because I loved learning, um, I decided to go back and pursue my doctorate in physical therapy. I went back to Marquette, um, and following that time, um, Lauren and I, kind of going through PT school together, always kept talking about you know, wanting to open our own clinic, looking around the Milwaukee area and seeing where do athletes go here to get help, to get better, to heal, to get back on the field. Um, and so that's what really led us to open our own clinic was with Kinetic Sports Medicine. We saw the care that college and professional athletes were getting, and we also saw injuries that college and professional athletes had had during high school that they were still sometimes having effects from 5, 10, you know, 15 years down the line, depending how old they were. And we really saw a need to bring that level of care um, to the high school athlete, and that led us to start looking at opening our own practice. And so that's kind of how we we got into, um, you know, working in the Milwaukee area and being passionate with these athletes. And I think too, we just really enjoy educating athletes and empowering them, helping them better understand their bodies, understand how to care for it. So that way, should something actually happen during their time with us, they actually feel empowered to know kind of what that first step is and things like that. So that way, um, you know, they're learning from whatever process they have with us. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of feeds into why we decided to start this podcast. Um, we see a fair amount of misinformation that's in the media, that's in the public, that's just sort of been told from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. And it's sort of just these myths and, and misinformation that just continues on. Um, and we spend a good amount of time kind of trying to re-educate people, share information. Um, and we thought this would be another great venue to kind of give ourselves, but more importantly, give other coaches, performance training, um, nutritionists, kind of anybody around the athletic uh, world in Milwaukee a chance to um, have a voice and be able to share high quality factual information that could help people in this area. So I think as we started thinking about what's important in this podcast, we wanted to share some of our experience, things that we've learned and perspectives that we have gained when caring for working with athletes. So one of the first things that we wanted to bring to the table today is sharing kind of some of the myths or misunderstandings that we have come across that are a nice starting point for us to discuss. So Michael, I was kind of wondering, what is one of the misunderstandings that you think you commonly come across when treating someone who's recovering from an injury? Yeah, probably one of the most common things that I see with the, with the athletes that I deal with um, is that someone told them that all they needed to do was rest it, and that was it. Um, we see this a fair amount of people that you know, have had this ongoing problem for, for a long period of time, and they get into this cycle of they have pain, they sit out for a while, they feel better, they go right back into that sport without doing anything else, pain comes back, and they just kind of end up in this cycle over and over and over again until they finally end up in, in our office. And I think the intention behind it is, is very um, 
is very good. You know, people don't want to exacerbate injuries, make things worse, things of that nature. Um, but what we've found is that um, there's really ways that we can work around things and continue to keep the athletes active, doing things, strengthening, um, finding ways to to kind of be improving so that when they are able to get back into that sport that they don't just end up back into the same pain cycle. So what about you, Lauren? I know you see a lot of runners. Do you have any, any hot takes or misinformation when working with runners? You know, I think that um, in treating runners, there's a lot of information out there. And I think one of the things that I've learned by listening to my patients and watching running over time since I've been working with runners for almost 15 years now is that the culture of running is very driven in volume. How much, how many days a week are you running? How many miles are you running? You know, and oftentimes I get people who think more is better. And arguably, I actually think that for some people can actually be quite the opposite. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of elite runners whose bodies are designed to take on volume and they thrive under volume. So don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place for everything. But I think for uh, an adolescent runner who's developing their process or an adult runner who's training for a half marathon, marathon, things like that, one of the things that commonly gets missed is their strength work. You really need to be strong to run. Oftentimes people run to get fit and we see this process go backwards. And really the best thing that you can do is spend some time and dedicate some time to either building or at least maintaining strength while you're in your training cycles versus just hitting the pavement 24 seven. That alone will make you stronger, more durable, and with building or maintaining strength that also aids performance. You know, when you're stronger, you run better. So I just always want to remind people, don't let that drop off in your training. Will it maybe decrease a little bit? Yes, but make sure that you still maintain it as a priority in your overall training cycle. So I think, you know, just to kind of turn the corner on this a little bit, obviously I'm sure you're guessing that uh, we are married. (laughs) And so there's probably a lot of myths. Everyone always asks me, what is it like working with your spouse? So I'm gonna turn that one to you real quick here, Michael. What's it like working with your spouse? Be honest. Every day is amazing. <laughs> no, we, uh, we've uh, went to school together for three years um, and saw each other a lot more than we see them even now. Um, you know, and we've worked together at another clinic prior to opening our, our own practice. We complement each other really well, I think. Um, you know, we each have different different skills. So any of you guys that follow us on social social media, all of the nice looking graphics and uh, <laughs> anything that has any sense of design is is usually done by Lauren. Um, all of the boring captions with a million research articles that are cited and things like that are usually written by me. <laughs> um, so we have a lot of complementary skills and. You know, truthfully, I think just because we're both so passionate about it, we, we have the occasional argument, the occasional disagreement, but um, at the end of the day, we, we I'm, think we're very lucky to be able to work together, and, and I really like it. I, after we graduated from PT school, one of my professors asked me, so what is it like going to school with and working with your husband? Because I feel like if I saw my husband that much throughout the day, we'd probably kill each other. And I said, you know, actually kind of, I can reiterate like what Michael said is that, you know, we each have our strengths 
and things like that. You know, I have the more creative side. I do a lot of our patient care, direct care. Michael very much drives a lot of the theory and concept that we use to treat our patients. But, you know, working with him makes me better every day. I'm not going to lie. He's a faster reader than me. So I get the summary of a lot of articles, which is fantastic from my perspective. But he's the one that's always asking questions, challenging me to be better, making sure that we are doing the absolute best in standards of care for our patients. And he's never afraid to ask me why, which sometimes drives me nuts because it makes me have to think about it. But it ultimately drives me to the better answer of how can we be the most efficient, what's the best exercise and why, things like that. So again, I think I reiterate his statement in that we make each other better and we each bring our strengths to the table every day. All right. So um, what can you guys expect with this podcast? So we hope that you can expect high quality, relevant information that's going to help you maximize your performance, recover from injuries and hopefully stay on the field in the first place. Um, this is going to be few and far between where both Lauren and I are on at the same time. Our goal with this is really to get out in the community, um, interview other guests, other people surrounding athletes, um, and be able to gather more information and then give people an uh, avenue to be able to share that with kind of athletes and families in the Milwaukee area. So. Things that we already have planned, we're interviewing um, uh, one of the better running coaches in the area that we know and have worked with in the past. We've got multiple strength and conditioning coaches um, lined up that are going to be coming on. We've got uh, a couple different baseball coaches that are going to be coming on. We've got two basketball skill development coaches that will be coming on. And we're going to be interviewing a few of our college and professional athletes that we've worked with in the past that want to share kind of their injury story, um, what it was like to go through that, kind of the approach and the mentality that they've taken through that. Um, and we hope that, that those interviews are, are also very helpful to, to people going forward. So that's what's kind of coming up from us um, in the future. And uh, we're really excited to kind of get those. We're going to be shooting for one interview a week, um, all year long. Um, we're going to do our best to stick with that and uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So um, if anybody has ideas for guests and other topics that you want to hear about, make sure you reach out and definitely let us know. So we're going to finish each episode with our guests with a little uh, kind of hopefully fun lightning round to um, let you get to know them better. So um, Lauren and I are going to each take each other through, through a quick little lightning round um, so you can learn a little bit more about us. So, all right. Lauren, favorite caffeinated beverage? Ooh, that's tough. We have a two-year-old son. I drink a lot of caffeine. I'm going to go with the front runner right now is an oat milk honey latte. I may be seen at Collectivo maybe once a day. I don't know. Okay, I like it. Um, what about favorite movie? Ooh, Top Gun. All-time favorite. Top Gun for sure. Okay. Are you going to line up and see the new one this summer? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. What is? Uh, what about your favorite snack? Ooh, not going to lie, I have a special place in my heart for anything chocolate. But right now, from a healthy perspective, I like a little bit of cheese and nuts, those little go-to snacks. Those are easy to throw in my bag and make smarter decisions throughout my day. All right. What about a favorite go-to exercise when you're working with your clients? <laughs> I've been made fun of this for my almost my whole life as a clinician. Uh, all my men's soccer players made fun of me for this all the time. 
Um, I am known for all of my core and glute work. So I actually have a t-shirt that one day when I was working with men's soccer, everyone was kind of complaining about the mini band exercise I was making them do. And I said, Hey, we may not be the best in the big East yet, but at least we have the best butts in the big East. And so ever since then, people give me a hard time about my gluten core work that I always make my patients do, but it pays off. So don't question my methods. All right. What about, um, a favorite kind of sport or workout or activity that you like? You know, right now on a quicker level, I still really love resistance training. It makes me feel strong. It makes me feel capable of doing things. When I have more time, um, I do enjoy running when I can, but I actually enjoy one of my favorite ways of doing is actually doing Ragnar because I love the team aspect of it. I've done Madison to Chicago and now they recently flipped it where it's Chicago to Madison, but I've done it four or five times recently, you know, and I just really love the teamwork aspect of it, getting to know people and kind of gutting your way through a race. Um, it's always been a fun uh, challenge for me. And then lastly, uh, I recently took up golf in the last few years. And for those of you that meet Michael, he treats a lot of golfers. So I tell him that he has to help me fix my handicap here. But I'm new to the game, so I'm going to give myself a little bit of time to learn it and get better at it. All right, Michael, your turn. Favorite caffeinated beverage, go. Uh, I'm going to be pretty, pretty boring, just plain coffee, little milk, or, uh, um, or just a plain latte. Fair. What is your all-time favorite movie? That is a, uh, that's a, a hard one. I like to watch a lot of movies. Um, I'm going to go with The Godfather. Ah, yes. Favorite snack? Um, popcorn, hands down. <laughs> he's a, he's a popcorn connoisseur, makes his own. Uh, your favorite go-to exercise with your patients? Um, deadlifts. I think it's the, uh, um, one of my friends uh, has a nice little infographic that walks you through the steps of should a patient deadlift. And it's essentially, uh, are they in pain? Then they should deadlift to get better. Are they, do they have sore shoulders or sore backs or anything else? They should be deadlifting to strengthen those areas to get back to deadlifting. Fair. Um, last one. What's your favorite kind of sport or exercise type activity for yourself? Um, yeah, very, very passionate golfer. Um, I, especially the last kind of three or so years, I've um, really caught the bug and gone into it. So I do lift in the gym and do all of that type of stuff, but all of my workouts really center around um, trying to play better golf. So hitting the ball farther, um, keeping my mobility up for that. And then, you know, I try to get out and um, practice, take lessons, and really work on my game and then play in the summer when, when it's nice in Wisconsin. So with that, we're going to let everybody uh, go. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new that will help you achieve your goals. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram and search MKE Sports Podcast. Like, follow, or comment on today's episode. If you have questions, comments, topics, or guest suggestions, reach out through that Instagram account. Your feedback will help us make this podcast as relevant and informative as possible. 
If you have additional time, we'd appreciate your help in spreading this information. If you could head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, it will help us spread the word to more athletes in the greater Milwaukee area. Have a great day, and we will see you next time.